Hey everyone, this is Craig, and wouldn't you know it, I'm sitting here editing this episode for you, and then I realized that Jeremy and I completely forgot to talk about the fact that we now have tea available through Whimsy Tea, which is a local shop here in Springfield, Illinois. And so I wanted to make sure I jumped on here and at least told you about the tea. And so then that way you can go and pick some up for yourself. He is going to be shipping it everywhere. We thank Gordon for bringing us this opportunity. So you can have breakfast with the boss and uh, you can see our PVB artwork on there. It's very beautiful. So go and check it out. Uh, the description says a delightful shortbread black tea with notes of caramel and almond. The official hot breakfast brown garbage water of peanut butter and biscuits. So you can go and check that out. You can add it to your cart just for $15 and then he will make sure that he ships it out to you too. So the way that you find that tea is by going to whimsytea.shop or you can also search for Whimsy Tea in Springfield, Illinois and you'll be able to find it there or look at the show notes as well because I will link it there as well. So with that, we'll go right into our preview for Shrinking. Hello, all you lasso and shrinking fans. This what? is PBNB Shrinks, a new shrinking fan cast from NPR Illinois Community Voices and the Front Row Network. I'm your host tonight, Craig. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeremy Geckner. How are you, Jer? This feels familiar. I feel like we've done this before. This is get, it's starting to come back to me like Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now, but I'm, it still feels unfamiliar. This shrinking show? I mean, come on. Has Ted Lasso been out of our lives that long, Craig? I think it, you know, it's so funny because uh, first of all, it does feel like bizarro that we're on our Ted Lasso podcast talking about shrinking, but we'll right. get there. But I will say that so many people, so many people in our social media at the end of the season said we should now go back and review the entire series uh, of Ted Lasso as some people that have perspective on where the series is going. And while that sounds like a wonderful idea, I would suggest that, dear listener, you start up your podcast now where you can <laughs> go through every single episode. And you better believe we'll have you on as a guest. It'll be great. Uh, but I There's don't know that if I'm up for that necessarily. <laughs> yeah, we encourage people. We we always want to see people starting their new podcasts and stuff. I want to listen to your podcast, dear listener. Um, as it stands now, though, of course, we are going to uh, set our sights on Mr. Brett Goldstein's other show that he was doing uh pretty much simultaneously um, with season three of Ted Lasso. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be fun though, Craig, because you can see a lot of similarities, especially in the humor style, um, definitely in like the quick witted writing um, of this series as well, Brett. And you could tell where some of the stuff he wrote in, in uh, Ted Lasso and everything, this is going to be a lot of fun comparing and contrasting these two series. I completely agree. You know, a lot of times I talk about how shrinking feels like Ted Lasso with a bit more of melancholy 
uh, in it. And so just I'm, a bit. <laughs> I'm interested in seeing where the characters develop from there and all of that. But before we get there, Jeremy, it's been a minute since both of us have been on a podcast, but it's also been quite a long time since you've been on a podcast. I want to blow you up for a second. Oh, so no. for those of you that don't know, in the Springfield, Illinois area, we have this great outdoor theater. I happen to be part of Beauty and the Beast. We mentioned in our West Wing episode, but Jeremy and Sarah got to direct their first show out there and rave reviews across the board. I mean, people that uh, kind of all walks of theater life around our community have said it is one of the best shows ever put on out on that stage. And that is high praise, sir. Uh, so congratulations. How's life? Are you adjusting to, uh, there's this thing called sleep, which I know you have never necessarily been a fan of, but sure. you know, I, I think, are you at least experiencing some of what us norm normies call sleep? Uh, yeah, I'm back, I'm back up to like four hours or so. So that's good. Uh, as opposed to the two we were getting during the show. No, I, I do greatly appreciate those, uh, those compliments there, especially from you, especially from everyone. Um, it was Sarah and I's first time trying to do a show that big and uh, we had a great team and the cast knocked it out of the park. We were so, so, so happy with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, but, but we are very, we were very ready to be done. And uh, if I'm being honest with you, it's a, a perfect time, Craig, because now I can get back into the podcasting. Um, you know, unfortunately all of the actors and writers are not going to be doing interviews for a while on any properties coming out, but, um, uh, we can still do these kinds of shows, these recaps and all this kind of stuff. And I really have missed it. And of course, monster cast coming up. I'm uh, very excited to be back. Um, and you know, if I'm going to have my first foray back into podcasting for quite some time it of course needs to be with you and it of course needs to be in the ted sphere so just just really really looking forward to it and uh yeah thank you thank you to everyone who came and saw it and uh, supported it and uh rock on <laughs> absolutely you know i i will say that uh if you had a chance to listen to the last episode on this feed it was a combination conversation with mark bernardin who has been on the picket line as a member of the wga for over a hundred days now which yeah. is just wild that uh this is continuing on but what that means is that you know the emmys are supposed to happen in september <laughs> i would say they're not going to happen in september well, I, I don't know if i'm breaking not. news there or, or prognosticating but i doubt that the emmys will happen in september so once those get put or if they get pushed, then we will be able to talk about Ted Lasso, of course, uh, moving forward because they're up for so many Emmy Awards. Uh, our friends AJ and Mel are both up for editing awards. We want to make sure that we do still have the ability to revisit Ted Lasso as it comes through. Hopefully we can get some more interviews with maybe some of the creatives from the show. Uh, yeah. But of course, once the strike breaks, then we should have um, some interviews, hopefully with cast members. That would Just be open wonderful. Opening the floodgates, opening yeah. the floodgates of all of it. And very, very important note here as well is that um, the SAG after rules actually do say that um, entertainment journalists and stuff like us, we can keep reporting on shows and stuff like that. That is a part of the rules. Uh, we, of course, everybody here at the network stands with uh, SAG after and the WGA. So, um, you know, one of those things, but we are, we're playing within the rules here, guys, but we're, we're going to, we're going to keep doing that. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to that conversation with Mark, I kind of put it point blank and I will tell you it's because um, honestly, I, I was invited to a press junket for Disney on my other show and we were really kind of contemplating what should we do with this and as mark mentioned uh what the one of the benefits i guess if you can find a benefit in any of this is that uh, at the moment 
we are being able to highlight some more of the craft uh, categories because when you yeah. do go to a press junket, you're getting to talk to composers, you're getting to talk to directors, you're getting to talk to production designers, cinematographers, visual effects artists, the people mm -hmm. that maybe you don't necessarily get a chance to talk to in that kind of a press junket style when you have all these actors around. So um, right. th that's not to say that I don't want the actors back because I do and I want them to have a fair contract. But you know, as those opportunities become available, if if they become available, we will continue to book some of those interviews and be able to talk about Ted, be able to talk about shrinking. But I'm certainly hoping that in the relatively near future, our buddy Luke Tenney can come back uh, once right. this is resolved and once the producers finally bring a reasonable proposal to the union. And uh, hopefully we can get all this resolved. Right, Jer? Yeah, it's one of my my dear dear hopes that uh, we get Luke on to recap one of uh, one of Sean's better episodes, um, or like plus an episode that's like very very focused on Sean um, in this uh, whole thing because I think that would just be so much fun, not only just for us because you know look we've interviewed Luke twice now and he's just an absolutely delightful human being, um, but like to actually get to like walk through an episode and like ask him about like what was happening here and like how this how did you film this and that kind of thing, uh, it's gonna be pretty pretty great there but um we are going to try everyone we're going to try to get some cast members from this show as well um because there's a ton i want to talk to including some emmy nominees uh from here so um i don't know maybe we can get harrison ford on here too we'll get him out of his bunker <laughs> are you kidding me uh that's the day i quit podcasting people yes uh, the day that we get to talk to harrison better. ford i just go okay i'm done i can we're, i can turn in my microphone now. And yeah, I we, we've away. accomplished enough here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think that it would get any bigger than that. But, you know, it, it's interesting because actually I had the chance to talk to Luke even three times. And so if you go back on our feed, you can hear my initial press junket interview with Luke. At that point, I had only seen two episodes of Shrinking, and I still knew that he was going to really be a star of this show. And then also uh, afterwards, we were able to talk to him more about Shrinking when Jeremy was involved in the first conversation. And then we did that midpoint Ted Lasso recap, which is really fun uh, for those of you kind of reflecting back on the third season and seeing where we were completely wrong uh, on our predictions of what was going to happen moving forward. And so it's going to be really fun to be able to dive into another show like this uh, with you, buddy. And, you know, I think that, of course, you talked about the connective tissue between the writers and the creators of this show. It's almost as if you take that creative team of Brett Goldstein, Bill Lawrence and Jason Sudeikis and you just swap Jason's with Jason Siegel and <laughs> you get a lot of the creative team of shrinking as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bill Lawrence has been one of those uh, producers that just like just solid gold, like what this guy touches. I mean, ever since uh, Scrubs and stuff like, you know, and Cougar Town, like he just has this like innate ability to like, you know, like find the great writers, uh, the great comedy writers and TV of any time um, and really just give them like a unique voice in this. This show is like really, really good. You're right. Not just in the sense that like it strikes this amazing chord between it's all the show is almost like therapy um, in a way. It strikes this amazing balance between comedy, grief, uh, catharsis and, and you know, kind of just dealing with things in ways that people don't usually do. And it's kind of a way to give us permission to work on ourselves 
as well. And I will tell you this, um, if you thought I was annoying breaking down the music choices of Ted Lasso, I'm going to annoy the crap out of you in this series because this is one of the best like TV soundtrack, like series soundtracks I've ever seen. Um, and we're going to have a whole section, I think, just for like Jeremy's music breakdown. A lot of it picked, uh, we learned by Luke Tenney that a lot of it is picked by Krista Miller herself. And of course, uh, she is uh, Mrs. Bill Lawrence and had such a great run on Scrubs as well. So it's really cool to see her back in the fold of this kind of a show. But this is what I thought we would do today is that today's going to be kind of our preview episode. And we do anticipate going back in and basically um, starting to do what we did with uh, Ted Lasso and breaking down every single episode beat by beat and talking about them but before we did that i thought we could do kind of a non-spoiler introduction to the show for those of you that maybe haven't picked up shrinking yet because i would highly recommend it as ted lasso fans you know uh we we you talk about therapy and how it, it feels like therapy and in a way it does but it's also funny because we spent the whole season three talking about how dr jacob was uh, an unethical therapist by his relationship with michelle but you better believe that uh this is going to be a lot worse in terms of the ethical boundaries that are going to be talked about in uh, shrinking as we move forward. And especially with Jimmy, J- Jason Siegel's character, I almost said Jason Sudeikis. I almost, promise you I'm going to try so hard not to do that. But guys, if I do just understand it's only out of love, but that's what we're going to do today is kind of break down a little bit about our first impressions of this show in a non-spoiler way. And then also kind of introduce you to our cast of characters, because, uh, you know, when we get into these actual episode recaps, they're going to be going kind of hot and fast. And I think it's a good thing to be able to like kind of get a preview episode out here at the beginning. And then that way, the next episode we have, we'll dive right into season one, episode one, the pilot of shrinking as we do know, it has been renewed for a second season. So you want to get into it, Jer? Let's, let's talk about our kind of initial impressions about this show and I'll let you go first. Yeah. I mean, so do you want me to hit some synopses here or do you want to just like, it's completely up to you. You know, I think um, maybe what we can do is more of like just a, a thought of, the show in general without giving spoilers about it um, sort of you've seen the show a couple of times now I know, and I'm going to be revisiting this. This will be my fourth time through the show as we go back in and, and really watch it. But uh, if someone is thinking about the idea of watching shrinking, what would you tell them about this show? Sure. So I would tell them that um, the show, you know, broad spectrum here, it's, you know, about a therapist named Jimmy that is, um, dealing for a while now with uh, the death of his wife. Um, and we learned that very, very early. Um, and that um, Jimmy is, of course, a therapist. Um, and it's one of these things where it's just like, what happens when the person that you're supposed to go to, where we learn in society, you're supposed to go to these people for help with grief and with things that you can't deal with. What happens when those people have something that they can't deal with and that they need to grieve about? Um, and so basically the whole series is him trying to come to terms with this grief of of losing his wife um, and kind of melding into this, this entire Malaysia is, of course, his teenage daughter, um, his co-workers played by Harrison Ford and 
and uh, Emmy Award uh, nominee here. And I think the standout of this series, Jessica Williams. Uh, and then, of course, uh, his neighbors uh, played by, of course, you said Krista Miller. And then an amazingly funny Ted McGinley, um, who, you know, I still see Revenge of the Nerds every time I look at this guy. And he's just so far from that character um, in this show. He is also a hidden gem in this Um but, you know, I, I think what really strikes you about this is is two things. One, the comedy of the writing. The writing is very raw. And so, like, it's it's almost in a way like it's dealing with emotions, but the jokes are just kind of like thrown in there as very matter of fact line delivery. Um, So that even, you know, it's not like one of those things where you're just going to be like rolling on the ground laughing, but every single thing that you hear in the show is going to make you laugh. And then once you start thinking about it a little bit more, it's going to make you laugh even more. Um, So basically that's the kind of the basic rundown of it. It's just like, you know, therapist loses his wife and basically he arrives at this breaking point where he's, stopping with the norms and he's not going to basically keep these boundaries up between what he really thinks about some of his clients and you know what he allows himself to tell them when they're in their sessions so it really is kind of like this uh idea i guess two competing philosophies there craig would you say about you know should therapists get very involved with this or you know should they kind of you know stay with their boundaries even when they're hurting yeah. And, you know, I think that um, Paul in particular kind of highlights that sort of more old school thought of therapy. The Harrison Ford, of course, being a man of his 80s uh, in real life, you know, he is brought on uh, in this show as sort of that that person that is uh, thinking about like the traditional thought of a therapist and trying to mentor, particularly Jimmy, uh, Jason Siegel's character throughout. And it really creates this great um, chemistry between the two of those characters. I will tell you myself personally, I don't know that uh, Harrison Ford has ever delivered in a way that he does in shrinking. I think that he is, you know, you mentioned um, rightly so you mentioned that Jessica Williams is a standout because of her Emmy nomination, but I'll tell you Harrison Ford to me, it doesn't get much better than what he's bringing to the screen in this role. And I, I don't traditionally like to just like bring in, especially when we're talking about lasso and stuff like that. I don't like to just go to IMDB and like research the trivia and whatnot, but I did for this episode tonight because it's a preview. And I'll say that, (laughs) Um, One of the first things that you see on IMDb trivia is that uh, you see that Brett Goldstein had written the character of Paul to be Harrison Ford like. And it was actually Siegel that said, (laughs) you know, we should just try him. And I mean, we at least need to give him a shot. He can tell us no, and then we can move on to someone else that's Harrison Ford like. But let's at least give him a shot. And I'm so glad that Harrison Ford joined this cast because this has been, I I think, a role that he's going to be remembered for in a way um, that his acting is not necessarily always appreciated. You know, I think of him so much, of course, as not only Han Solo and Indiana Jones, but also Jack Ryan. I mean, you think about him in all these really action-packed roles and I just love the fact that this to me really grounds him in a way and provides some real intrigue into his character that I think is just stellar and I mean he's crushing it every single episode 
Yeah, criminally under uh, or criminally not nominated for an Emmy for those. I'm really surprised that you mean you if you yeah. think about it, like the Emmys in particular, because so much of uh, and this is kind of a, a change in television in general. It used to be that if an actor took a TV show, it's because their career was on the down the downside, right? But now yeah. with streaming kind of mixing everything together, these A list actors are always taking these A list kind of projects that are going to be for the small screen or for stream services or whatever the case may be and so they generally are being recognized in that way in the emmy nominations i I was very surprised now don't get me wrong i'm glad that ted lasso stole a lot of those spots (laughs) and i'm glad that our own jamie tart phil dumpster uh phil dunster not dumpster phil dunster got in there as well um but harrison ford probably deserved to be on that list and maybe he will be for the second season yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you're right to call out his work though here. It's absolutely stellar because it's a it's a great archetype of the curmudgeon like character, but he gives it so much depth um, just in like the very tiny little amounts of heart that we get to see from that character. Um, and especially in his interactions with a lot of different people. Again, I don't want to even spoil like minimal little things, but there's one particular relationship that his character Paul has in the series that is fantastic to watch play out um, over the course of the whole series. Um, and, and it really is one of these things, you know, Again, like it, it it does this great way of showing us how connection is important and how meeting people where they are is important and how sometimes, you know, the boundaries that we put up around ourselves really are a hindrance not only to helping them, but to helping ourselves as well. Um, and I think that's actually a really good theme with Ted Lasso because Ted Lasso's entire philosophy of sports is really about improving the person, improving mm-hmm. the person first, and then the sports will follow. I mean, I think I said that in one of the episodes, which was like, when you get to the professional level, most of the players there are capable of amazing things and amazing talent and amazing performances on the pitch or on the field, wherever. But usually the ones that really excel and really succeed are the ones who are at peace with themselves and who are just being authentic and don't really let all this other stuff get dragged into their their performances. So I think what this show really uh, uh, shows us again, though, is that nobody can do it alone. Even if you're not dealing with a trauma, you need support. You need other people around you who care about about you that can help you get through as the amazing theme song of this uh of this series frightening fishes uh states there you know like you know it's it's an entire deconstruction of like the lone wolf thing like everybody needs somebody to help including the amazing title sequence as well um but again we will probably get into that in our first episode <laughs> Yeah, and so you're saying it's basically just like uh, poopy. We just need to let it flow, right? I mean, let it flow. we can definitely we bring the benefit of this, dear listeners, is that we will absolutely bring in some of our Tedisms. We will bring in oh, yeah. some of our Ted Lasso uh, insights into these episodes. Um, so that if we haven't convinced you already to watch along with us in Shrinking, what I will tell you, and this Dear listeners, will be very difficult for me, and I think it'll be uh, difficult for Jeremy as well. We do, we will probably find some less annoying spoiler sound effect because we did hear back from our social media that our old spoiler sound effect was a little bit much. But um, we are going to attempt to watch these 10 episodes of season one in a way that does not spoil future episodes because we want to make sure that if you are watching Shrinking for the very first time, that you're not going to be spoiled. Of course, 
course, Jeremy and I have already seen this uh, season multiple times, but I think that this will be a more uh, challenging way for us to podcast, but I think it'd be more fun for you as the listener. Now, what that means is we probably won't be speculating on what's going to be happening necessarily in future episodes, because then that just might be a little corny and fake, but uh, we're going to try as, as we might to kind of keep away from the spoilers as we move through the season. And, you know, uh, again, talking to Luke in that midway season uh, three interview, he had said at the time that he was going to go back into filming in about two months. Now, of course, the strike has completely upended that and completely changed that. But we are going to get a season two of shrinking. Now, it might be delayed. Uh, much further than we thought it was going to, depending on how long this strike lasts. But we do know that at least if they were going to go into filming at the two-month mark uh, midway through season uh, three of Ted Lasso, so we're talking like probably early May, then likely a lot of the good portion of the first scripts at least were written at that point. So we're hoping that we will be able to continue this on into season two and do watch alongs with shrinking as it's coming out. And who knows uh, along the way, we also want to make sure, like I said earlier, bringing you that Ted Lasso content as well. So that's kind of our goal with this particular show is to not just have it be a shrinking podcast this this moving forward and that's all we're going to talk about we want to be able to still bring you ted lasso news and and who knows we might still get that coveted fourth season it was um the director of the finale of season three the other day uh, was involved in a press junket one by the way that we were invited to but then we were told no time for us um yeah <laughs> thanks apple uh but he did say uh, that, uh, of course, they had filmed season three, the season three finale, much like it was the end of the show, because that's what they thought at the time. But there's a lot of other ideas out there and oh, uh, kind of a never okay. say never type of an answer. And so I do think that we will get some Ted Lasso news, especially once the strike is resolved and we're able to really hone in and focus on these awards. I think uh, as people start to do more and more interviews leading up to the Emmys, um, we will start to hear more about what Ted Lasso looks like. But I think the uh, what Brendan Hunt said in his Ask Me Anything and then also what the other creatives around the show have said is that it's probably two or three years out uh, that we get another season of Ted Lasso if we do. So it's not going to be immediate. And I think that shrinking can really maybe fill the void for a while, because honestly, I love this community that has come together around this show. So I really hope that you will follow along with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've got enough connections here in terms of Brett and Bill. And uh, you're right, like, uh, just tilt your head a little and Jason Siegel can, you know, be Jason Sudeikis for you. Um, no, But it, th this is a very similar kind of show. And I mean, like, you will see it when you start watching it with us just from the tone of the show. Um, you know, it deals with real things, but it does so in a more optimistic, you know, way um, in terms of, you know, we're dealing with grief, we're dealing with problems, but it never feels like it's just like this beat you over the head hopelessness that, you know, you would typically see from, you know, a drama with this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this and I hope you guys come along with us and Hey, we do need your guys's help too, man. If you've got ideas for like the names of the sections of the show, like we had Ted isms and we had all those other things, um, you know, shoot us some names on the uh, Facebook group and on the posts of this uh, episode here, let us know what sections you think we should do music corner or like, you know, uh, you know, find a quote type of thing 
as well. Um, we want to know your thoughts and so let them have, let us have Jimmy isms doesn't quite work as well. Jimmy I don't think so. Nice, but... Yeah. So we really need your help naming some of these segments. Uh, so hopefully we Problem can, is, I think that. most of the best quotes come from Gabby. So, <laughs> Oh, Gabin with Gabby. Um, Gab isms. Um, uh, Gab, uh, duh, duh, <laughs> we're working, um, figure it out, guys. Uh, safe dick. Wait, spoilers. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> spoilers, man. <laughs> spoilers. No, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to dive into this show. But before we leave, I would be bereft if I did not, uh, expouse my love for one Jason Siegel. Because uh, this, he really is the heart of this show. And what I love about our interview with Luke, you can go back and listen. And he talked about how Jason really embodies this character. He really uh, is such a pro. He comes to set fully memorized and he's ready to go. And I think that's because he seemingly put a lot of himself into the character of Jimmy. I'm someone that, you know, going back to how I met your mother, I was way more of a Marshall than a Ted. That's just me as my personality, um, that hopeless romantic. Uh, that's that's just who I am. And so I absolutely loved him in that. I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's one of my favorite comedies. And then, uh, you know, I'm a Disney guy. And so Jason's love of the Muppets and how he brought that to screen in, in a movie big is bad so way. That yeah. movie is so much better than it has any right to be. And uh, it is so good because of the love that he put into it. So I've loved Jason Siegel for a long time. And so when he was coming out with this show, in addition to our writers and producer of Ted Lasso um, with Harrison Ford and with Jessica Williams, are you kidding me? Sign me up. Right. You know, uh, it was, it was such a no brainer. So that's why it's a no brainer for us to continue on with this as well. But it's weird, buddy, because we don't have a lot of those like uh, Tedisms to fall back on and things like that. I say that because I'm not even sure how I'm necessarily going to end this podcast. So oh, no. uh, that, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. But for all of you loyal listeners that stuck with us after Ted Lasso, thank you so much. Please uh, share this with your friends who might be interested in shrinking and coming on board and talking that show with us as well. Um, it kind of opens us up to a whole new audience. You can still continue to find us at Peanut Butter and Biscuits uh, on Facebook. I don't know what we're going to do there, Jer. I don't. Maybe we can put shrinking and like I don't whatever. I don't know. Um, a little, we, a little we can, corner, yeah. We can figure something out there, and then also we are still on uh i guess we would do we call it x i i think we still call it twitter right pbbfrn <laughs> yeah, yeah what do you and then, um of course peanut butter biscuit time on instagram as well and you can still always email us at front row lasso at gmail.com uh continue to bring in all of those reviews we'll continue to read those as we yeah. have in the past yeah. uh and all of that but jeremy before we hop out of here for this preview episode any final thoughts no, I think you hit them pretty well. Really excited to go on this journey. And of course, um, now that we are past our shows and stuff of the summer, you can we're going to be doing a lot of stuff for the Front Row Network, getting a lot of exciting things going, which is, of course, what we're a part of at NPR Illinois. So you can always find us there, nprillinois.org or the Front Row Network on any of your socials. 
Yes, uh, I should promote my other shows just because I can. So Beyond the Mouse is going strong. We are uh, kind of retooling for the the fall and starting to talk all things Disney over there. And then Cinematic Horizons. We are on episode four of Cinematic Horizons, which means I just spent last night watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's incredible that that kind of a movie is Steven Spielberg's fourth film that he brought to us. So uh, it's only uh, it just continues to get better and better on that show as well. So check out cinematic horizons wherever you find podcasts as well but i'll plug my own i'll plug mine as well um my mcu hq is getting started again um we've got a lot of stuff we're going to be doing a secret invasion review here pretty soon um gearing up for the marvels for loki season two coming out in october um but we're also going to be doing a couple of like kind of updates on where we think the mcu is and such like that and pay attention in october to the front row uh page folks because a long-running fan favorite series might just be making a reappearance. This oh season. man, you just got all those people excited uh, out there. It's so funny to go back and read your reviews for that particular show because <laughs> they are very funny. Some of them are like, sometimes you have something so great enter your life and then it know, leaves right? immediately uh, <laughs> fleeting into the night. So I'm sure that you will have lots of fans that will be excited for that particular show to return. Uh, and you ought to find out later on if you follow along with us what that show is that we're talking about. But it's going to be great talking shrinking. So please, in the social medias this week, we're going to be asking for suggestions for uh, the themes of different segments that we're going to be doing. But the next time you hear our voices, unless there's breaking Ted Lasso news, uh, you will be hearing season one, the pilot of Shrinking from Apple TV Plus. So make sure you go out there and watch that and get ready for the beat by beat breakdown on the episode. But I, Jeremy, I I, I guess I we say um, um, for PB&B Shrinks, I am Craig. And I'm Jeremy. And insert line here to be determined um but you you know smaller goldfish (laughs) right um a goldfish that'll fit in a water bottle 84 ounces yes there you go be a water bottle goldfish (laughs) drink water drink Drink water water. there you go (laughs) drink water it's healthy for you oh my god we'll we'll work on it guys (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.